0: personal log of Perfectus Line, the Adeptus Administratum. It has been nine solar weeks since my first personal log upon this void ship. Today, I must note the monotony of my mission. I have not left my office in days, having no need to. The amenities in this series of rooms is more than enough to keep me satisfied, bar a sleeping spot. Though I know I can sleep at my desk now, can't I? I have been operating as managing director for the actions of the scribes in my command. We handle the many complex reports expected of a ship of this size, from mechanical repair documentation to supply and ration bookkeeping. It is an important process of bureaucracy that must be performed to ensure the ship is well stocked and functioning for the duration of this dangerous voyage. Though, sometimes I wonder, no, fear. And the threats on the other side of the hull. What deadly throes may exist on the other side that we may encounter. It scares me, but I must not let it consume. Enter.
1: Sorry to disturb you, Prefect. I was hoping to have a word if you had the time to spare.
0: Of course, Yosef. Enter. Take a seat. What can I assist you with, yourself? Why come to me?
1: Well, Prefect, I have to admit it's because I'm unsure of my purpose in this ship's crew. Simply copying and transporting documents from one place to the next without context or seeming cause. I suppose I wish to know what exactly my purpose is upon this ship, but more so what purpose this ship serves in and of itself. Hmm. Prefect? Please excuse me. I do not wish to say I am not content with my work. Emperor's blessing is a joy to note and type and sort. I am just curious. I suppose
0: I can provide a basis for our mission's importance. To the highest degree, the ship's mission, the Inquisitor's mission, is crucial to the survival of the Imperium. From what you do at your desk to what I record in this soundproof room, we each provide a crucial role in this plan. At least. That is what I think.
1: As you say, Prefect, I think I understand.
0: Very good, Yosef. Is that everything? Or is there something else you wish to discuss?
1: Not quite, Prefect. The dreams. I thought I would inform you that the dreams I told you about, they continue to affect me. Even with the medication provided by the medical staff, they continue.
0: Mm. As I've said before, Yosef... I think it is best to disregard these dreams as mere images, creations of what's a mind in slumber. It may seem to mean something, but in all honesty, they likely do not. It's best to forget them as best you can.
1: Yes, Prefect. I understand. Thank you. I'll bid you farewell then, and return to my work.
0: Very well. I look forward to your report in the near future. Personal log of Prefectus Align of continued. I must admit, the dreams Yosef mentions, I. I experienced them also. Whether influenced by his words or some other effect on this ship, or something else, I have seen the talking light he speaks of in my own slumber. Ah, the new Inquisitorial Report. Let's begin, then, shall we? Fourth report of the Vast Indomitable, Objects and Locations Surveyed and Collected, beginning now. After passing through warp space for several days, the Vast Indomitable arrived at its first survey location, the Lotric System. Expecting to find a Forge World, Fortress World, and Hive World within the system, the sensorium instead suggested that all but one have been destroyed or displaced. Not even the dead planets inside of the outer room of the system remained. Charting a course for the last remaining planet, high strength pulses from the sensorium detected no life, not even on the microscopic level. This was, however, soon contradicted by the detection of a single living organism on a planet's surface. The planet itself was barren and devoid of an atmosphere. How a humanoid entity, as the scanners detected, could survive in these conditions interested the Inquisitor, and the retinue was deployed. Upon the surface of this planet, the Inquisitor and her retinue head towards the life signal. Landing nearby as a precaution to any hostility, visual scans of the landscape suggested no additional hostile threats other than the humanoid figure in the distance. The Inquisitor and her retinue suited up for a void walk on the atmosphereless planet. Buffeted by deadly solar winds, it was a wonder anything could survive here, and yet, there he sat. Upon a crate of Imperial munitions as a chair, in front of a makeshift table, the Inquisitor and her retinue found him, a human, or at least mutated human, playing with a deck of cards, a game he later described as Emperor Solitaire. This mutant was of a vibrant green shade, his skin bright in the emerald hue. Across his body, many flowers blossomed upon his form, and yet he sat there, unfazed by their lack of oxygen, without a suit to protect him from the solar winds. The mutant stood as the Inquisitor approached, her retinue raised her lasguns and bolters, though she motioned for them to be lowered. The mutant posed no immediate threat. To the Inquisitor's surprise, the mutant greeted her with Imperial Sign Language, a dialect similar to Astartes' bandle signage, apparently adapted for civilian use for the hard of hearing. The Inquisitor, taken aback somewhat, replied, a conversation in the silent void beginning. The mutant introduced himself as Logan, and the planet he stood on as Logan's World. It was unclear at this point whether the planet was named after him, or if he himself was named after the planet. In either case, no such Logan's World exists on Imperial maps. The Inquisitor asks of this man, who will henceforth be designated as Logan, to accompany her and her retinue back to the ship for interrogation. Logan cordially agrees, collecting his cards from the table before readily stepping into the quarantine pod prepared for him. Logan and the Inquisitor Retinue board the landing craft and return the vast indomitable. In flight, Logan is scanned using deep tissue ray scanning and is in addition to this disinfected. Logan shows little discomfort and his jolly attitude does not abate. Upon the vast indomitable, Logan's quarantine pod is deposited within interrogation room 3, sealed in a hermetic space with half meter thick iron walls and 3 inch thick glass. An interrogator, dressed in hazmat equipment, enters the room and is sealed inside. Logan is released from his quarantine pot. He proceeds to take a seat at the table in the center of the room. The interrogator is immediately hostile towards Logan, noted within his personal file to have a strong disdain for mutants, or at least stronger than most. The interrogator makes it clear that he distrusts Logan and expects total cooperation from him, threatening violence if he does not comply. Logan complies, shuffling the cards he carried with his petal-adorned fingers. He begins to set them out on the table he named as Empress de an apparent favourite. This action irritates the interrogator, but to keep mutingly blind, it is allowed by order of the Inquisitor. The interrogator begins his line of questioning, asking about the so-called Logan's world. What happened to it? Why it was so barren and wasted? Logan answers, stating that the planet was once a verdant hive-world. The planet, however, upon arrival of an extraterrestrial storm, was beset by a plague. He was the only one to survive the plague, and for hundreds of years has remained on the planet as the storm wiped away most of the remnants of a previous civilization and life upon the planet itself. It was only in the last thirty solar years that the storm ceased, leaving Logan's world and the system in peace. The interrogator then asks about Logan's mutations, the green skin, the verdant flowers across his bodily form. Logan answers, quote, they are a gift from my grandfather. The Inquisitor at this point grows suspicious, and of the Vox array asks for the interrogator to push upon these claims. The interrogator does so, asking further questions about Logan's family history. Logan laughs. The Inquisitor has misunderstood, not his grandfather, the grandfather of all. The God of Life, in fact, was the one who gave him these gifts. God of Life? Surely the Emperor is the only God. The gifts themselves Logan described as having been picked from this God's garden, and that soon he would pollinate once again, as he does every seven solar days. The interrogator stood back as the flowers in Logan's body began to bloom. Beautiful, vibrant, deadly colours painted him sickly sweet shades. From the plants, pollen was released. Golden in colour, it floated across the air with some propellant force, filling the interrogation room within moments. Soon after, upon the Vox Array, the screaming began. Though it was hard to make out through the haze of golden pollen, the Inquisitor was sure of it. The interrogator, now screaming in abject agony, had his suit eaten away by the pollen and was being infected by the plant life. From his body sprung new plants, roots and vines and flowers sprung from his form, erupting out of his body in a spray of blood, pus and viscera. His skin shifted to the green of Logan's own as he mutated into this dreadful infection. It was at this time that Briartic's org ordered the cleansing of the room. Promethean torches built into the walls, floor and ceiling of the interrogation room were lit, incinerating all that was organic within, these flames were fed by their own source of oxygen, and thus could burn until the fuel ran dry. The mutant was indeed not a mutant. Logan was in fact a vector of a dreadful infection. After several solar hours, propagation of the flame ceased. North remained within the room barring carbon ash. But for safety, the room is under indefinite lockdown. To ensure the propagation of any remaining pollen virus does not spread. The room to end this report is still under observation for the foreseeable future. The Inquisitor notes that while procedure was followed, but she admits the stricter protections for the area of space it might hold. This ends report number four. I feel nauseated. God of life, what nonsense, what sort of God brings such horror, such evil. I pray, pray to the Emperor but I never encountered such a being, such a monster. But what could I do to stop it if I did? Prefectus Align, signing off.